Hello and welcome to Prosecco Party Podcast. My name is Isabel, engineer by day and podcaster by night. And I'm Lindy, serial entrepreneur and health enthusiast. And today we are talking about making money online, productivity, mom life, personal branding, and everything in between with Sophie Vaughn Merricks. Sophie is a certified life coach, business coach, branding whiz, and beauty boss. As the founder of Love Your Life Bitch Coaching, Sophie gives millennial women the tools to level up their career, mindset, and lifestyle to fit their own definition of happiness and success, thus creating a life they truly love with unapologetic bitchy confidence. Welcome <laughs> to Prosecco Party Podcast, Sophie. Thanks for having me, you guys. I'm happy to be here. That was amazing. <laughs> I love that name. And even when I was emailing you, your email was pretty awesome too. I like anything with the word bitch in it. <laughs> yeah, right. That always got me. Well, yeah, that spoke to me. I, I first came up with, well, I didn't actually come up with this. I heard the name when I was very young, but it always stuck with me. And it, I don't know, it just makes you pay attention. And it's kind of like that little loving bitch slap, so to speak. Okay. Yeah. It definitely I took my attention because I found you a really, really long time ago through a friend's Facebook page because she liked your Facebook page and I saw your picture and I saw like the title underneath and I thought, hmm, that sounds curious. So I clicked on it and I have been following you ever since. Oh my God, that's amazing. That was probably ages ago. <laughs> I love so that. long ago. And I guess, yeah, we are all Scorpio women. Watch out world, seriously. That's amazing. <laughs> but before we get into the nitty gritty details with Sophie, we like to have a little girl talk over some drinks and catch up. I actually had a mocktail for a change. Pe peach Perrier with orange juice. It's yeah. delicious. Because I'm still breastfeeding, so I can't, eh, it's a little complicated to drink and pumping and yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's complicated for sure. Yeah, I'm actually drinking, a, I guess, a mocktail too. I had This is aloe vera juice. I've been told I must drink this, so I am doing it. And it's it's a little medicinal, but I'm here for it. Yum. I hear all good things about aloe vera. Yeah. It's, it's not like the kind you get at the Asian grocery store or whatever with all the sugar that tastes delicious. It's definitely more of a, <laughs> it kind of gets you, but I kind of like it. You, you kind of crave it after a while. I'm going to try it. Do it. It's really good for your skin. You get amazing skin. It's great for inflammation. Um, and I actually started drinking it because I went to my acupuncturist and I, I was having sciatica and she said it would help with that, which it has, it's gone away. So I'll do any, I'll drink anything, anytime, anywhere, if it's going to help me be healthier. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Isn't that probably help with you, Isabel, breastfeeding and everything else you're doing right now? Oh my God. Yes. So the hair loss post baby, baby is three and a half weeks old or three and a half months old now. It is next level. So I was complaining about it a month ago. It has gotten exponentially worse. I mean, literally coming out in chunks now. It is like, oh my gosh, it, it, I have zero hair to begin with. And it's like, now I'm looking like it's negative hair, but <laughs> yeah, I hear, I hear it's supposed to grow back. Um, but yeah, quick, life hack makeup hack if you have bald spots especially when you like put your hair up in a ponytail or in a high bun just like fill it in with makeup I mean a little eyeshadow goes a long way right yeah seriously <laughs> yeah 
Yeah, I'm really, constantly putting in makeup on my roots. <laughs> oh yeah, something that really helped me was doing like some oil scalp treatments. I do that every single week, Ooh. and I've noticed a huge difference with new hair growth coming through. I mean, you can actually even see it. I don't. Are people going to be watching or listening? Like, I have all this hair, Both. and that's all throughout. So for the people who are just listening, I have like these long baby hairs. If I blow dry my hair, you can actually see all the hair. Like I can pull a section out and blow and you see all the new hairs coming through. It's crazy. Wow. That's crazy. So there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. Elizabeth, and Lindy. Yes. What's new with you? Um, well, I'm at my spa right now for anybody watching. <laughs> I just have so much stuff to do. I couldn't be at home. I had appointments all day. Just with the um, business being reopened again, there's just so much stuff to do and um, ads to put up. And we have radio ads up right now, so we're even busier than ever. So that's good. So yeah, I'm just keeping busy with that. Still planning the wedding a little bit. Yeah, that's about it. Not too exciting. That's okay. It's good to be open again. Yes, I'm so excited about being open again. Me and Sophie, what's new with you? Tell us anything. Well, I think the newest thing is that I'm wearing lashes for the first time in years, and I stopped getting lash extensions during the quarantine, obviously, and I thought, oh, I just love the natural look, but I just put, I'm filming something after uh, our podcast episode today, so I put some lashes on that I had, and I forgot how much I love it, so it might be enough to get me back in the lash extensionist chair, which if you are a mom, Isabel, I don't know, but like, it's kind of hard to give up that those like two hours it takes to do that. I'm a little reluctant to spend two hours in a chair, but it might be enough to get me back. <laughs> I'm feeling a new life come to me when I see myself in my lashes. And you wake up instantly beautiful for yes. your baby and for your husband. So you don't have to put any makeup on when you have lash extensions. So I'm here for it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, they make life so much easier. You literally just get out of bed. Don't even have to put eyeshadow or anything on. Just brush your eyelashes and go. It's an instant, com it's a 24-7 confidence boost, honestly. I agree. I had lash extensions on for the very first time years and years ago before they even came to Canada. I was in the Philippines for vacation and the lash extensions were like the new in thing. And we put them on, my sister and I, so beautiful. Everybody was like, wow, like even like store salespeople were like, just like, you look so amazing. <laughs> and unfortunately, after they fell off, our lashes were like bald. So I'm hesitant to go back into lash extensions because of my very first experience years ago. Well, I just experienced that too. It was it was a little frightening to say the least when all of the lashes slowly fell off during quarantine. And I've just, I've been using lash serums and it's just kind of gotten to a good place. So we'll see. I might keep, I might keep it going for a little while longer, the Au Naturel. Everybody is starting their new regimens, they're getting eyelashes done, people are getting more fat freezing done. So speaking of that, the Skinny Spa here in Calgary offers non-invasive fat loss solutions, including lipo laser and fat freezing. With prices starting from just $249, it's easier than ever to get the summer bod of your dreams. Book today at theskinnyspa.ca. And this episode is also brought to you by JetRow Real Estate, your Calgary real estate agent. Buying or selling your home? Thinking about investing in real estate? Visit jetrow.com to get in touch with the jet. That's J-E-T-T-R-A-O.com. Get a free home evaluation and check out his videos to help you buy your first home. Check out jetrow.com for details. But enough about us. We're here to talk about 
Sophie Von Merricks. Yes. So, Sophie, where did you grow up and what were you like in school? Were you a super keener like me, Isabel, or were you a troublemaker like Miss Lindy over here? <laughs> so, I was born in London in the UK. I moved to Calgary when I was eight, and I mainly grew up in Calgary, actually. And I would say I was actually a little bit of both. So I was always on the honor roll, always had good grades, but I was also like getting suspended at my Catholic school for doing light as a board, stiff as a feather in, in you know, during recess with my girlfriends. And I guess when I was a teen, I also still on the honor roll, still like a pretty good kid, but I was also, you know, sneaking out of my window and smoking menthol cigarettes with my friends outside the Starbucks with our gingerbread lattes or whatever we were doing. So I was a little bit of both. I, I definitely straddled the line between good and bad. Yep. So it sounds like you're a little bit of both me and Isabel. It sounds like, like for most people, you started your career in the corporate world. So how did you gain the courage to leave your job and then start your own business? Well, I think it was something... I didn't, I, when I graduated university, I thought I really wanted to climb that corporate ladder. It, it seemed like really fun and mad menish. And I, I just was really excited to do it, but it definitely became apparent after that I didn't want to, and I was really dreaming of doing my own thing. So, but I thought I would have to be so much more before I could do that. So I think what helped me get the courage was starting to just participate in the online business and entrepreneur world online. And through that, I just started looking for evidence of people who were like me, you know, more similar, like a, a younger female at the time, there weren't a lot of women in like the online coaching industry. There was like Marie Forleo and I didn't really see anyone else at the time. But then I just started coming across women who were younger. I started be being part of like different online business groups and seeing, oh, there's women who don't even have nearly as many people following me online, or they're they, like I, I, I just saw I could do exactly what they were doing and maybe even do it better and do it my own way. And then it just became at a certain point, like, this is a no brainer. I just need to do it. And I think the kicker for me though, is always try to find someone who has less than you and they're doing more because that person is always out there. And when you see that person, it's going to light a fire under your ass, if I can say that. So that was really what happened to me. I saw someone who and not from a judgment place, but I was just like, I have everything they have and more. There's no reason I can't do this. So let's go. So you mentioned it a little bit in the beginning of our show, the love your life bitch name. Can you go into a bit of how you came up with that? Totally. So when I was, my business started as mainly a personal development business. I became a really big personal development junkie when I was about 17. But earlier than that, we had this, my girlfriend and I, you know, just teenage fashion. Um, while I was smoking my menthol cigarettes, probably we were complaining about our lives, just, you know, bitching and complaining. And our friend said, Oh my God, shut up. You bitches. You're hot. You're rich. Just love your life, bitch. And he was always saying witty things. And that just a light bulb went off in my head. I thought, oh, I like that. That feels so cool. It almost became a mantra for me because I didn't feel like any of those things at the time. Do you know what I'm saying? So it just became my guiding light. I was like, that's the woman I want to be. That's the bitch I want to be. I'm just going to like repeat that until that is me. And I also felt just marketing gold. I thought it was so smart. And I thought, oh, I'm going to turn that into a book someday. I'm going to do something with it. So I just held on to that. That was when I was 17, 18. 
I didn't do anything with it until I was 28. I had like a blog URL and I just held on to it and then finally went for it. So that's the story of how that came about. I think it's such a great mantra that any woman can make into her own. Every woman wants to feel hot, whatever that version of hot is for her. Every woman wants to be rich and should be rich, like abundant, feeling great. And you should love your life with bitchy confidence. Like don't apologize, be confident in who you are, go for it, make like make your life happen. And that's what it's all about. Girl, preach. I totally agree with that. <laughs> right? <laughs> so Sophie, how did you find your first paying client? And is it the same strategy that you use today? You know what? Yes and no. I mean, when I, when I launched my business, I didn't have an Instagram following. I had had a private Instagram before. Um, so I didn't, you know, I wasn't able to use that I guess now I use Instagram a lot, which is my social network on Instagram. But at the time, how I got my first client was I very reluctantly came out of the closet with my business with a Facebook post on my personal page, just telling the world that I've just launched this thing called Hot Rich Love Your Life, bitch. I was really excited, maybe a little nervous. I was, I was definitely nervous. I felt like my stomach was going to literally fall out of me <laughs> as I did it. And from there, um, some people like acquaintances, it's always the most random people who end up coming out and supporting you in your online business ventures. Um, and a few people I knew reposted it to kind of share to their networks. And then someone that was friends with one of them saw my post and emailed me and she was wondering if I was taking on any clients. And I actually was so nervous to take on clients. And I was like, well, you know what? You don't really need me. Why don't you just go watch this YouTube video and get all the info you need? And, and then she went and watched it. She's like, but no, I really want to work with you. I just thought, okay, fine. I guess, I guess you're my first client. <laughs> so that's how that happened. And I think in some ways it has and hasn't changed. As I've grown over the last five years, I have, I'm, connected to more and more people online. And I obviously use my Instagram a lot and people find me through there. So in some ways it's the same, like just keep working and growing your personal network, making connections with people. I find like I get clients from programs I'm part of or through colleagues and it just, it's all about the network. It really is. Okay. That's great. Now that we are in quarantine, People may be looking for a side hustle or a career change now that they can do things online and from the comfort of their own home. How do they even start and what are some examples of how you can make money online? Yeah, I think the best way to start is to just, number one, start using your Instagram or whatever social media platform you enjoy using the most, using it a bit more intentionally, just thinking about, okay, what do I want to be known for? And what, what do people often come to me for advice for? It might be, they come to you for fashion advice or baby advice, or maybe they come to you for graphic design or whatever it is, and just start sharing what you know and start be, like, just kind of let people know that, Hey, I am the authority on this. You might be connected to me in some way, but you might not know this is my thing and this is something I'm interested in or this is something I'm passionate about. But if you just start using your Instagram more intentionally to just share what you love and what you're obsessed with and what you're talented at, 
people will just start to connect the dots. Like, oh, she knows a lot of things. Like I get people, you know, friends of friends and family members coming to me all the time. Just, oh, you must be a social media expert. I don't know if I'm not, I'm a social media enthusiast, but I have a lot of people like, coming to me for that advice just because I share so much on social media. So from there, I think you just need to kind of think about, well, what would be the best way? What is the thing that you're trying to teach people over and over again? And you have to explain over and over again. And what would be the best way for them to learn that? So maybe it's if I just put together a PDF of how to heal my skin or whatever, that would just be the best thing. I could just I could sell that. I could use that over and over. Maybe it's a course. Maybe it's just monetizing an hour of your time. Maybe it's taking what you do at your nine to five job, and maybe you could do that for people in the entrepreneur space, whether you're an accountant or a copywriter or a marketer or whatever it is, and from there, just, I think it's just kind of putting it out there to your network that this is something you're offering. And I say just baptism by fire, figure it out as you go. If you're like, oh, I need to figure out how to get paid, sign up for a PayPal, make it happen, send an invoice, like just figure things out and leap in without trying to make it perfect. Because I just find nothing gets started. If you try to put together all the puzzle pieces perfectly before you're going to get a curveball thrown at you anyways. So just leap in and figure it out as you go. And that's it. And I think the, the biggest thing is just launching and letting people know, Hey, I, I offer this now. This is something I'm doing. Tell a friend and people in your network are going to want to support you with that. And you're the perfect example for that because that's exactly what you did. You kind of reluctantly launched, mm -hmm. got a friend of a friend interested, pushed them over a little bit to the side and showed them yeah. something else to, to put it off, but finally took them on as a client. Totally, totally. And I mean, I've kept doing that too. It's like any, of course, I don't just share about starting your own business online. I share a lot of beauty stuff I love and I share just, you know, my Amazon buys. So it's like, okay, just monetize that stuff. Become an affiliate, find a brand you're passionate about and see if they do any kind of affiliate marketing or maybe it's social selling, whatever it is. And just start looking at where can I offer more rich content to, I guess you're not even thinking like an entrepreneur yet. Where can I easily monetize what I'm already doing and what I already love doing? Where are some examples of people doing that? And how can I get a piece of that too? Yeah. And I think just do it. Just go in, take the steps needed to just like actually start and do it. Stop thinking about it kind of thing. Yeah. And I think the main thing I would tell people is I think when a lot, this is the first thing I notice, and I've done this too. It's like, okay, I have a business idea. First thing I'm going to do buy the URL, get a logo designed, you know, do all the nitpicky things in the back end that actually don't mean doing anything business related or anything money making related. Just put it out there to your network. Just let people who know you know, like, and trust you already know that this is what you're doing now that you're putting something together. Just start casually talking about it and planting seeds and you'll be surprised how quickly word spreads. Yeah. I love that advice. So the next question is for all the mamas out there. Okay. So how has having a baby changed the way you do business and kind of give us all of the details. Like, do you take on less clients? Do you have a nanny, a cleaning lady, a personal assistant, maybe a mom who helps you out? And do you work while the baby's napping? Is that a secret? Yeah. Nap time empires, right? Um, yeah, things changed a lot, a lot, a lot after I had a baby. So I think whenever, and 
whoever's listening, whether you have a baby or not, anytime you go through a big life change, whether it's baby, moving, divorce, breakup, uh, like losing your job, whatever it is, you start to things shift in your life and you, whatever you were tolerating becomes almost intolerable. You might've thought you were fine with it before, but when you go through a big life change, things become really apparent what you no longer can give any more Fs about and what you just don't want to have time for. So after I had the baby, I didn't know if I want a nanny. I didn't know if I want mom full time. I just had no idea what I was getting myself into, but it became pretty apparent pretty quickly that there were a lot of things in my business that I was tolerating. Just like even just managing all the contractors and the team members and things in the back end. And I just saw how many things I was doing myself unnecessarily. And also just realizing that working the way I was working wasn't going to be an option anymore. Like I wasn't going to be able to take on as many one-on-one clients. I wasn't going to be able to work on as many brand strategies and different things for people. So I just started to explore different options of how I could like leverage my time and also just looking at what I love the most in my business. Like I love content creation. I love doing that with brands too. That was another thing I loved. I love actually, I do love coaching one-on-one with women, but if I want to like maintain my income and also grow, I either have to go, Oh, I'm going to go super high end coaching or I want to do, or I've got to look at a different way. So I really became available for some different ways. And I've definitely been slimming down my business, less one-on-one clients. I recently, um, I took on a new income stream in the beauty space, doing social selling, which I love, which kind of combines like coaching women and my love of products and beauty. And then I've just been kind of trimming down some different offerings. And then also working on more DIY offerings that can really help people, but also leverage my time and everything I've invested into this business. So that's the business side of things. And then I think in terms of how it actually works day to day, we do not have a nanny yet and we don't have any family helping us. It's just my husband and I, um, we don't really have family that lives around us, um, especially not to help. So so we're, I'm really fortunate because my husband, uh, he, he is very busy in his own right and very successful, but like we are able to kind of tackle this as a team. We look at our family as like a sports team. We each have our positions and roles and we take them very seriously and we live and die by no dying, but we live by Google calendar every Sunday. We like review the week and make sure, okay, Hey, like we're helping each other out with whoever we each need to be, but it's mainly me taking care of the baby and growing my businesses and doing all those things. So yes, when the baby is asleep, it's definitely go time. A lot of the time, um, we do work it out where my husband is able to schedule in about like 12 to 15 hours a week during the day where I can work as well. And I mean, my nights, I just get so much energy and I want to stay up till 1am and like doing all this stuff. But we're definitely seeing that needs to change because our baby's waking up at 5am. So yeah, that's not going to work that much longer. Um, And from like, it's mainly, honestly, Google Calendar, definitely Naptime Empires, definitely working at night. Um, But I also know this isn't permanent. Like she's only going to be a baby for a short amount of time and then things are going to shift again. But that's what's working for us right now. But I definitely see some kind of nanny 
in our future. <laughs> but COVID kind of put a stall on a lot of things, right? There wasn't really an option to do that. But we do have things like things that make us sane are things like um, we do like a meal delivery service that is essential. We do um, we do have someone who comes and helps clean and clean the house, so that's good. But we're honestly we're like a tight knit team, and we just are super organized, as organized as we can be, and we we're making it happen. I'm very proud of us, to be totally honest. That's amazing. It's uh, incredible how much a supportive partner uh, can make a difference in your life and business. Everything. Yeah. I think having a supportive partner is an amazing gift to give yourself. And if you don't have a supportive partner, find some other support because girl, we're not meant to do it alone. Seriously. And it's good that you recognize that, you know, you have a baby, you do have to kind of slow down a little bit um, and because you have to spend so much time with this new priority and realizing that, you know, you have to maybe take on less clients, look at different types of income streams, uh, things like that. Yeah. And I think it's honestly a gift. And I think there are definitely points where I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so many things I want to do. But, you know, just like you wouldn't eat every single delicious meal that you're ever going to eat in your life in one day. You don't need to get all of your business dreams done in a year. Even you don't even need to get them done in, um, you know, in 10, like five years, you can space things out. It's safe to space out your dreams and it makes life, I think that much more enjoyable. That's a good analogy. The meals. <laughs> so what are some routines, rituals, or hacks that help you stay motivated and productive, especially while working from home? I know it's easy for me to be distracted. I know I, I, if, if I'm sitting down, there's like dishes that I have to do, laundry I have to do. Yeah, so I think obviously every day is different, but starting the morning off strong is really good. Right now with my team, we're actually reading Miracle Morning by, I think it's Hal. Elrod or something. Miracle Morning. He's got a bunch of different versions. And I find when I do those things, that is best. Like sometime doing some kind of meditation, literally I'll do like a three minute. Sometimes the baby is still crying or I'm nursing her and I'm listening to a meditation. AirPods are everything. If you're, AirPods are everything. Everyone needs some AirPods, but especially moms. Um, and then I definitely, the days I do best, I move my body. I like do a Melissa Wood Health. I don't know if you guys follow her on Instagram, Melissa Wood Health. She has an app. I just do like a really quickly like move my body in some way with her. I live for a cold shower. I find if you can do like a couple things that feel hard at the start of the day, I just feel so proud of myself. You know, if I drink, like I, I have one of these everywhere and I'll like pound one of these in the morning and I just feel so proud of myself. I need to tell everyone like, I just drank a liter of water, no big deal. And you just feel so good about yourself all day and you just feel like you can do anything. Just doing something simple like that or taking a cold shower. So I do those things. I do a little journaling. My husband actually has a journaling company called The Collective Manifest and it's basically what he and I have been doing for the last 10 years, basically since we met, he turned it into a journal. So we do that. and. I mean, those are the main things. And then from there, it's definitely, definitely batching time. I will say like right now I'm in my bedroom. I have my own office, but things are definitely changed with the baby here. I just find either her room or our bedroom is so much more closed off and silent. So I am finding, I'm just making it work. Like 
things are changing. So I just need to go and make things happen wherever I can have no distractions. And other than that, I do just kind of make deals with myself. If things are really bothering me, I just go, okay, I'll do a five minute tidy and set the timer for five minutes and just like do it really fast and go and then go somewhere else where I can't be distracted. But I think just working in chunks, planning a lot more, um, batching things together. That's the way of the future. And it really, honestly, I can't stress enough. Google calendar <laughs> and follow it, follow through. It's all about Google calendar. Seriously. Okay. Good to know. And yeah, just little successes throughout the day to keep you motivated. sounds like. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I tried the cold shower and I actually really enjoyed it before, but this was before I got, was pregnant mm. and I did it religiously and it was really, it felt really good. And you know, when you go um, skiing or snowboarding and you do the apres ski and do the hot tub thing and people would jump in the snow. I just like leisurely jump into the snow, like no big deal because I do this every day and everybody was like, oh my gosh, Isabel, how could you do that? But really it's like, I do it every day. So it's not a big deal and it feels so good. So I have to start it again now that I am no longer pregnant and I don't, I can like put my body in a little bit more stress in the morning. Yeah, I definitely had to ease back into it after I gave birth. I was, I, I, when I first gave birth, I thought, there's no way I'm doing that. I'm not interested, but it does feel really good now that I've, st I started again when I watched Goop, the, what is it? Goop lab on Netflix. And they had that Iceman on there. I thought, Oh, I better get back into that. And it really does make a difference. Yeah. And Hoffman. Yes. And yeah. Tony Robbins uh, says that he does that every morning. So that's got to mean something if that guy does. Exactly. Yeah. The man's got it dialed in. I think he knows what's going on. So cold showers for everyone. <laughs> Good advice. Okay, so let's talk about personal branding. So what's the importance of it? And especially online, what are some ways one can improve their personal brand? You know, I think I touched on some of it before, just even just being intentional. I think the quickest way about it, people get really caught up in logos and this and that. No one cares. No one needs a logo. I don't even know if we need websites anymore. Everything's happening on social media. So I feel like the, the most important thing is just decide what are like the three to five things that I want people to know about me. Is it motherhood, manifestation, and moon cycles? Like it doesn't have to be alliteration that just came to me. But if that's something that you're into and that's what you want to be known for and that's the topics that you're talking about, put it in your bio. Just have that there. Like just deciding and being intentional, like creating almost these content pillars to give yourself structure and also to let people know when they come to your page what they can expect from you. That's the biggest thing about branding. Branding is really what people say about you when you're not in the room. So make it easy for them to know what to say. So I feel like that is the biggest thing. And then definitely a little intentionality if your photos go a long way. It's 2020, everyone's got an incredible camera in their back pocket. It's called the iPhone. It works incredibly. You don't need professional photos. There are all the tools available to you to take beautifully styled, well-lit photos. So find your light, watch a YouTube video, figure out how to put your blogger hat on, even if you're not a blogger and take some photos and like, just have some fun with it. Everyone can learn. It can be a game. And then, yeah, like just some simple editing. Again, YouTube is a wealth of knowledge. You can literally learn anything on there. So just spend some time watching a couple tutorials and that's all. You don't even have, you know, it doesn't have to be this perfectly styled feed. 
just make things look nice so people know what they're looking at and it's appealing to the eye. Because if it's appealing to the eye, then they'll want to say people feel good, they want to stay, they want to follow you, then they can learn to like you and learn who you are and trust you. And when they trust you, then they become, you know, a referral, then they become an advocate, then they become a client maybe. So that's how I would go about it in that way. Some great photos and change your bio to reflect what you're going to be talking about on your page. And then just slot posts into those topics and have fun with it. And then before you know it, bit by bit, post by post, story by story, suddenly you're an authority on manifestation and moon cycles or whatever it is that you want to be the authority on. And bam, you've got a business and you didn't even think about it. So there's that. That's amazing. I'm always one for a good mantra, personal mantra. Right? Yes. So, I mean, that could be your mantras, motherhood and <laughs> Prosecco and, and podcasting. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. whatever you want people to know. It's funny. Yeah. So can you take us through your skincare journey? You used to struggle with your skin, even in your adulthood. How did you overcome it? And what products do you use now? Because you are glowing. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, you know, oh, it's been such a journey. It's been so crazy. I actually, I'm going to do an IGTV on this because I get asked about it so much. And actually, I think most people haven't seen how crazy my skin was. My face was like misshapen because it was so cystic and so big. And it was, anyways, that's neither here nor there. I suffered for quite a few years, like almost five years resisting Accutane and all the things, but here's how I actually did it. It was a combination of mind, body, and medication, in all honesty. So number one, I read this incredible book by Dr. Ted Grossbart. Grossbart? Something like that. It's called Skin Deep. It's for free on his website. I don't think it's in bookstores or anything like that. And it blew my mother effing mind. It's all about different skin diseases and how we manifest them with our minds and how you can heal them with your mind. So that was number one, a huge thing. Like I went through a huge personal growth reading that book. That was huge. And then I did finally, I had been resistant to take Accutane for a multitude of reasons. I heard so many bad things about it. Um, like a friend of mine got liver disease when she took it and I was wanting to get pregnant at the time we were trying to get pregnant. But after a while, I just thought I'm at my wits end. I'm done. So I went on Accutane, but at the same time, I saw, I found a naturopath a naturopath specialist on acne in Vancouver. I had seen three naturopaths before, no success, but I finally found one who knew what she was doing. So I think it's very much like a therapist. If you've seen one naturopath, don't give up. Um, just find one who knows what they're doing. Find a specialist because, and find someone who demands things like blood work and all of that stuff, because anyone else is not going to help you, in my opinion. Um, so she got me on a whole new regime, a bunch of supplements, a major diet change. I think called the SIBO diet and that changed my life. It totally healed my gut and I got a really great body that summer too. <laughs> and also it really supported me through Accutane. A lot of people go, oh no, Accutane, it's so bad for you. But if it's so bad for you, then take the support, take the supplements, make sure you're caring for your body, get the support that your body needs because medication's just going to 
like mask the symptom. And I found that I thought I was very healthy, but things I was eating, such as steel cut oats, I actually couldn't be eating. I was on a mostly vegan diet before. Garbanzo beans, no, 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 no beans. If you got acne, don't mess with beans. Like people don't know that, right? What? Yeah, so I really changed my diet drastically and I was very healthy eater before, no dairy for years, no gluten for years. So people think, oh, I've already given up milk and dairy or I can't give up milk. Like just if you wanna heal your skin, like be real with yourself. This is your body's biggest organ. Like treat your body with kindness. Do you know what I mean? So doing that changed my life and I don't regret it. And my acne was healed and it has been healed so far. I do have. Um, a few breakouts here and there a little bit, but I would say the biggest advice, so that's all that stuff. The biggest advice I have is people go for like really harsh things when you have breakouts, but really you need to go with the gentle things, okay? So like very basic skincare. I really loved La Roche-Posay's line at the time, the Toleren, it's just very gentle. Now I use um, the gentle line from Monet and I love that and I just feel like people kind of want to like attack their skin when it has the pimples, but really you just need to be very kind and gentle and soothing and just not aggravate it. So that's my best advice. Keep it simple and just really work on what's coming, going on the inside. Your skin is displaying a warning sign of something that's going on in your body. It doesn't mean put more stuff on your skin. It means heal your body, listen to your body and listen to what it's trying to tell you. So that's my that's my best advice for healing acne. I've heard that before too. And people that have just changed their diets to more whole foods or yeah, going on vegan, like not only does their skin clear up, but it becomes radiant and it glows. So it's so mm -hmm. many benefits, I guess, from your diet too. So that makes sense when you say it comes from uh, within as well. Yeah, definitely. And just, if you don't know something, don't try to figure it out on your own. Just go see the professionals. Like it's just not worth especially we're in Canada, go see the professionals we're able to. Um, we, our healthcare is, I think, pretty amazing. So go see someone, talk about it, find a solution. Don't spin your wheels in Shoppers Drug Mart or Sephora or the internet. Just go get the help, follow what they say and keep moving. Yeah, I used to get so frustrated if I had a an, uh, like a pimple or something, I would put rubbing alcohol on it. So that's totally against your advice of being gentle. <laughs> I think the other thing, one little fun product people do not know about is these little pimple patch stickers. You get them at Shoppers Drug Mart or a lot of K-beauty, like Korean beauty lines have them. Go get them at Shoppers Drug Mart. There are these little patches. You put them on and it sucks out everything. They are crazy. It's like space material. I don't know what's going on. I don't know why I hadn't heard of it until not that long ago, but they are amazing, especially if you're someone who picks your skin. These are like next level. And I find if you have acne, you probably have a problem with that. So um, the, those little pimple patches are so satisfying and can really heal your skin. Really good advice. Thank you. Now, uh, something I'm so interested in is manifestation. So can you share some of your techniques for manifesting and specifically what helped you make your dreams come true? You know what? I think there, I mean, I could talk for an hour about this, but I'll keep it really simple. I think the best thing you can do is imagine that whatever you are wanting the most in your life, imagine it just happened. Like, and then journal about it or talk about it or like make a, a voice note about it and really like 
paint the picture of how you feel. Sometimes I would, I would do things like I would imagine, oh my gosh, I just moved into my dream home and I'm in my current home, but I'm just imagining, oh, I'm just here picking up stuff before I go back. Like I'm just picking up the last of my things and just like really being in that vibe. Manifestation is all about feeling the way you want to feel before the thing that you want to come comes. So just feel like you are that bitch living that life, um, doing those things, being that person before you actually are her. And it happens very quickly, I find. And I think it helps to do it with things that are like, you have a playful energy about, like, I'll just give you an example. So, um, we were in our old, like our last apartment and I had always dreamt of living where I live now. When I first visited Vancouver, my friend lived in this area that I lived in. I remember looking out at the park and being like, oh, this is so amazing. I want to live here one day. And I was 17 at the time when that happened. So when I was 28 or whatever, I remember we came home from a trip to Miami and I, I walked in our apartment. I was just like, oh, I think we're done here. Like, it would be really fun to move. And it was on my vision board, like the view, but I literally thought, oh, that'll happen in five years, 10 years, maybe. Like I really wasn't sure. Within three months, we were in the apartment with the exact view that was on my vision board. And it's because like, I wasn't like checking every day, like, oh my God, is it here yet? Like how we manifested our new house? Like, like I wasn't like thinking about it. Like, oh, I, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. When are we coming? When are we coming? When are we getting there? It was just like, oh yeah, that'll be cool. And that happens. Like that'll happen one day. And I just find that's with everything that I manifest, it's always the things that I have a very playful energy about. And even last night I got a call that was really unexpected for an opportunity. And I wasn't even really thinking about it, but I had heard of the company a few times and I like in the last few months, I was like, Hmm, I wonder if I could do anything for them. Hmm, I should probably work for them. Like I just kind of had those thoughts and then I get the call out of nowhere last night. So you just, it's the things that you can be very like loose and playful about that allow you to like think bigger and dream bigger. So there's that. And then when you really want something, something that really helps me is tapping. I don't know if you guys are familiar with EFT. There's this guy on YouTube, Brad Yates. Um, basically it's like, if you want something like, oh, you want to manifest, uh, like, let's say you wanted a husband and you really want a husband, but you think all, oh, but one resistant thought you have about this thing you're manifesting is, oh, all men are bad or all men are pigs or, oh, I don't deserve that, whatever it is. So usually when we want something, the reason that we don't have it yet is because we have resistant thoughts about it. So you can take, like identify those resistant thoughts and then flip them or release them from your body and tapping does that. So you can YouTube like Brad Yates, um, Brad Yates self-love or Brad Yates, I, there's no good guys out there or whatever. And he'll have a tapping script for it and you just follow along. He's so, he's like the sweetest guy. And you just say these things like, even though I don't believe there's any good guys out there, I still love and forgive and accept myself. And you just go through all these things and it's released from your body. I can't, I can't even explain how magic it is. I was doing it one time at a gala I was at and I ended cause I wanted to win this contest, but I obviously was afraid I wasn't going to win. And I was feeling really stupid about paying like $200 for the raffle ticket or whatever. And I was literally tapping under the table and they're like, and the winner is, and I said, Sophie, I think I was Sophie Merricks at the time. So Sophie Von Merricks. And they said it as I was saying it. It was very like a Harry Potter moment. So I really believe in the power of tapping.
EFT tapping Brad Yates. Look him up if you ever are like having anxiety or nervous thoughts or like, you know, anything you can tap. And it's like therapy. It's almost like self-imposed acupuncture. It's like therapy for you. So here for Brad. That's good. I've never even heard of that. Yeah. It's like, uh, it's definitely probably my number one manifesting situation. You have to remove all resistance to manifest easily. So if you have any resistance to the thing you want, you just got to like flip it, get rid of it. And I feel like that's one of the most effective ways. And I don't know why it works, but it works. And I'm not asking questions. <laughs> that's super interesting. I'll def I'm definitely going to look that up. Even more effective than a vision board. Yeah. I think so. I think, it, I think it's important to have the vision, like the vision board is good, but if you have that stuff on your vision board and you're like, yeah, but if you have any resistance to anything on there, you've just got to work through that resistance. Do you know what I'm saying? So that's why it's like, when I say like, oh, it's things that I, I wasn't resistant about because I didn't, I didn't think too much about them. But if there's things you really want, like I know a lot of people want to manifest things, but they want them now. If you want something now, you've got to work through that resistance. So either have a playful, I don't really care, loosey-goosey feeling about it or work through your resistance. That's good. Yeah. And our final question, Sophie, the very most important question, where can we all find you online to learn more? I feel like the best place to find me is Instagram. It's like the hub. I would say my website, but Instagram is definitely more of a current thing. So Sophie Von M, S-O-F-I-E-V-O-N as in Nancy, M as in, what are they? What, I, don't, I never know the Mom. alphabet. Monkey? I don't know. Whatever. I'm Margaret? <laughs> uh, Sophie Von M on Instagram or my website is just love your life, bitch. But honestly, you can get everything you need from my Instagram. Love it. Thanks so much, Sophie. That is our show for today. Thank you all for tuning in to Prosecco Party Podcast. And thank you, Sophie, for being on our show and for giving us so much value. Thanks, guys. This was so fun. We'll have to do it again with actual Prosecco next time. Yes. Yes, I totally agree. Make sure to check out Sophie online and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Prosecco Party Podcast and follow us personally on Instagram, me at miss.healthnet and Isabel at Isabel Valoria. Please do us a favor and subscribe, rate, and review our show wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. And remember, life is short, so join the party. Cheers. Cheers.